another week of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. It's me, Julie, with my good friend. It's me, KB. I mean, you gave a much better intro for me last week, but um, yeah, I can't, you did. I can't right. with the words. You can't. Sorry. There's been too many wines. So much so wine. Today's episode is going to be interesting, guys. It sure is. And there is a fair bit of Italian in this week's episode, so... Yeah, Maybe yeah. I won't think about it and it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, just give it a go. I'll just let, like, my brain used to do Italian Latin all the time. So all the time. I'm sure I can still do it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you were on our live two weeks ago, you'll know just how big my glass of wine was. Yeah. And, and if you weren't, well, you can imagine it. You can imagine that. Um, all righty. So, KB. Yes, Julie. Are you ready? I'm going to move my little screen so I can see your little face. Hello. Just little. It is. It's a petite face. Okay, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Ooh. (laughs) Was born in Salzburg, January 27th, 1756. He was the youngest of seven children, five of whom died in infancy. Mozart was a child musical prodigy, already competent on keyboard and violin at a very young age. Yeah, it's probably best just not to think about it. Think about it? Because it Mm. makes, yeah. Yeah. He composed uh, from the age of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. And performed before European royalty alongside his sister. Yeah crushes my soul when I realize how old he was when he was like he wrote twinkle twinkle and he wrote it young oh boy by 17 Mozart was engaged as a musician at the Salzburg court but drew grew restless and traveled in search of a better position while visiting Vienna in nine sorry not 19 definitely not 19 in 1781, he was dismissed from his Salzburg position. He chose to stay in the capital where he achieved uh, fame, but very little financial security. He's one of these artists back in the day that like just weren't as appreciated yeah, in the b and Like he is now. Uh, Mozart married a lady by the name of Constanza on the 4th of August, 1782. In St. Stephen's Cathedral, the couple had... Uh, not in St. Stephen's Cathedral. <laughs> I can't see your notes, Julie, so I can't help you this They way. were married in St. Stephen's Cathedral. Mm. Full stop. Okay. Which I didn't write when I was writing this script, and I should have. Okay. The couple had six children, of whom only two survived infancy. It was a numbers game back then, wasn't it? My it goodness. It really was. Um, never knew you had to have many just to see how many you ended up with 100% that rate has gone down obviously a lot uh, a lot and we're doing all right these days kind of sometimes during his final years in Vienna he composed many of his best known symphonies concertos and operas and portions of the Requiem which was largely unfinished at the time of his early death at the age of 35 oh yeah. That doesn't hit too close to home or anything. No, 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 no. 
and he was so young. He composed more than 600 works, many of which are acknowledged as pinnacles of symphonic concertant. Oh, I can't say this word right yes, now. Yes, you can. Do it. Do it. <laughs> concertante, chamber, operatic, and choral music. He is considered among the greatest classical composers of all time, and his influence is profound on subsequent Western art music. Ludwig van Beethoven composed his early works in the shadow of Mozart, and Joseph Haydn wrote, Posterity will not see such a talent again in a hundred years. And to be fair, I don't think it has in I more mean, than a hundred years now. I'm sure in a hundred years' time, people will be like, that Justin Bieber, he had a way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've come to the point of composition where we can't really be that like groundbreaking or amazing like we don't have a lot of music that is like you don't look at any pop song and go my gosh what a what a masterpiece to be fair I don't really listen to contemporary classical composition Mm, like like, don't even think of classical composition because this classical composition at the time was popular music so if you think of popular music we're not being like mmm Bad romance. <laughs> I mean, that was the only masterpiece I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we don't have masterpieces anymore. True. true anyway, true, true, true. Mozart fell ill while in Prague for the premiere um, on se- 6th of September, 19. 19- no, again, 1791 <laughs> of his opera La Clemenza di Tito, which was written in that same year on commission for the emperor's cor- coronation festivities. He continued his professional functions for some time and conducted the premiere of the Magic Flute on the 30th of September. But his health deteriorated on the 20th of November, at which point he became bedridden, suffering from swelling, pain and vomiting. We. Oui. It's um, noted that, uh, I can't remember if it was one of his children or if it was his wife, someone, um, said that his swelling was so bad that he couldn't turn over in bed. Like uh-huh. he was really swollen. Mozart was nursed in his final illness by his wife and her oh it was her younger sister her younger sister and was attended by the family doctor Thomas Franz Closet. Mozart died in his home on the 5th of December 1791 aged 35 years at 12.55 a.m. The New Grove describes his funeral. Mozart was interred in a common grave in accordance with contemporary Viennese custom at St. Mark's Cemetery outside the city on the 7th of December. If, as latter reports say, no mourners attended, and that is also consistent with a Viennese burial customs of the time. The expression common grave refers to neither like a... um, communal grave or a pauper's grave but it's just an individual grave for a member of the common people so anyone who wasn't aristocracy right which Mozart was not common graves were subject to excavation after 10 years but the graves of aristocracy were not so it was basically if you died an aristocrat you couldn't be dug up which handy to know it if we want to travel back in time and kill anyone uh (laughs) I don't know how we got there, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Our producer's like looking wistfully off into this and being like, who would I kill of the aristocracy? (laughs) Uh, Mozart's modest funeral did not reflect his standing with the public as a composer. 
Memorial services and concerts in Vienna and Prague were well attended, just like the death of pop stars and actors now during the the period immediately after their death. Um, During this time after his death, his reputation rose substantially, like Mm. a lot. The cause, however, of Mozart's death has never really been confirmed. Uh-oh. The official record states severe millery fever, referring to a rash that looks like millet seeds. More, um, like I guess the ruling is more like a description of what he looked like than <laughs> what he yeah. actually had. Researchers have suggested that over a hundred causes. Researchers have suggested over a hundred causes of death. <laughs> so cool. they include um, acute rheumatic fever, fever, streptococcal infection, trichinosis trigonosis, influenza, mercury poisoning, and a rare kidney ailment. But perhaps it was murder. What? Hit that button. Murder, did you say? Murder. Oh, mate, I have no regrets about drinking pretty much half a bottle of wine tonight. Go for it. You do you, boo. Mm. Now, why do we think this is murder? Well, let me just tell you about a little little other guy, someone on the side. Antonio Salieri was a hugely influential composer of opera and a much-in-demand mentor and teacher who taught the likes of Schubert, Beethoven, and Liszt. Whoa. The chances are, however, that you've only ever heard of Salieri because he happened to be the arch rival of the irrepressible Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Mm, I've never heard of him at all, actually, so sorry, man. Well, there is a movie that you were going to have to watch, KB, and oh. it is trash, but you're watching it. It's called Amadeus. Anyway, okay. within six years of Salieri's death in 1825, a Russian writer by the name of Pushkin wrote a play in which Mozart and Salieri portrayed the danger of envy. In 1898, Rimsky-Korsakov turned Pushkin's play into an opera. In both, it's suggested that Salieri's jealousy of Mozart led him to poison the younger composer. Uh, <laughs> the face. <laughs> the sound and the face don't actually match, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the murder plot was perpetuated in Peter Schaeffer's hugely successful 1979 play Amadeus and the film of the same name. And there is even an episode of... The Simpsons that takes a stab at this version of events. Good old Simpsons. But are these old rumours true? Well, sadly, it looks like this conspiracy was just that. It was a conspiracy. Mm. Mozart's widow, Constanza, remained on good terms with Salieri and sent their son, Franz Xavier Mozart, to him for music lessons. Salieri lived to the ripe old age of 75. (laughs) He suffered from dementia dementia in his later years and according to contemporary reports sometimes claimed responsibility for Mozart's death but always denied it when he had more lucid moments but yeah okay he might have you never know I mean the fact that Constanza um was close to close to Salieri doesn't really mean a lot maybe there was like a little something something going on 
something going on maybe they both decided (gasps) who knows maybe there was something something going on before Mozart no I'm not gonna perpetuate a hundred year old conspiracy theory (laughs) mate 1700s this one it's way (laughs) more than a hundred year old conspiracy theory hundreds of year old conspiracy theory (laughs) year old conspiracy theory um but yeah i think it's interesting and like this is one of the the ye old conspiracies and it's kind of fun so fun i mean look it's highly likely that it's possible we don't know yeah we don't know no one really knows people have taken a look at what they believe could have been the likely cause given the symptoms that are are written about or documented for Mozart. Um, Lots of people have kind of come around to the streptococcal side, streptococcal team. You just like saying that word. Um, I think me being drunk has actually genuinely helped me read. (laughs) (laughs) Let's never try it again. Like it's something that is not we can't say it didn't happen we can't say it did happen um i don't I mean, know there what... are people who could i mean when we meet them in the afterlife maybe we can get when we meet answers. them in the afterlife when we go back in time to kill some aristocracy we can ask some <laughs> questions i don't know why we're murdering aristocracy but it's because you're half a bottle of wine in and that's where we've come to <laughs> if you've got the opportunity kb <laughs> goodness no let's redact that statement just in case it causes a riot redacted it's <laughs> like our award redacted it's like our award we did win an award called the redaction award um uh, it's actually the cia award for redacted <laughs> it's the All best right. anyways thank you producer zane for that one who's yeah. us again today appreciate appreciate it so hardcore uh anyway should you have opinions strong opinions on mozart which we should all have strong opinions on yes, Mozart. he's very good well he was very good at what he did i don't want to hear a, a here or there about mozart mm. i want to hear a definite confirmed opinion okay <laughs> she's very serious guys i wish you could see that babe. my own opinion is he's kind of like the andrew lloyd webber <laughs> oh rude <laughs> He wrote things that were very like, here, here you go, guys. Let me pan them to you. Have the baby spoon feed, feed you some opera. Anyway. Anyway. No, he bought, he bought it to the people. So that the he people did. Whereas, so we can blame it. him for pop music. That's true. I think what we're saying is we can draw one straight line between Mozart and Justin Bieber. I mean, we could say that, but let's not say it (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen tell us your strong feelings tell us them on our socials we have instagram we have facebook you know where they are i'm not gonna tell you just google it have fun guys um you found us already on your favorite listening device so rate review subscribe tell us if i should do more drunk episodes (laughs) uh it'll be kind of like drunk history but it'll be drunk conspiracy drunk conspiracy TM, TM, TM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do us a favor, pop on over to Patreon. Have mm-hmm. a look for um, our network. That's not canon. Mm-hmm. Chuck a few dollary dues there if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. You can just rate, review, subscribe. I'll take that too, which yeah, I've already said, but I will take it. 
Tell your friends, your friends. It's free. Come join us on a Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. where we hop on Instagram live and do a mini episode for you, which sometimes, fun. slash all the time, is longer. <laughs> because both this. of us are doing a theory on our mini episode. True, true, true. We only do one theory per episode. It's a lot shorter. Yeah, but you guys should come play is all I'm saying. Yeah. And until next week. Bye. Bye.